you are, and uh, really appreciate everything you do for our church. That's thank story. you so much. Thank you. Um, thank you so much, brothers and sisters. I know as a yeah, yeah, we are brothers. We are brothers twice. I know Pastor Matt wants to be back. I told him, don't rush it. I know he's, uh, he wants to be here and he wants to come back to his daily duties. But I told him, don't rush it. You know, we, 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 we will handle church. And uh, what he went through is horrible. He showed me a picture. I'm like, oh, my soul is... But it's necessary. You know, as we grow older, our bodies tend to... You know, we will have a new body in heaven, brothers and sisters, and uh, it will be no sorrow, no more tears, no cancer, no sadness. So go with me to the book of Hosea, chapter 1. I want to be brief. I'm sorry I took so long last week. How I miss my daughter, Erin. We have uh, this uh, unspoken language, and I told her, Erin, if you think I'm going and taking so long, just touch the top of your head like this. So when I used to see her doing that during the Spanish service, she was, I'm like, okay, I think. Uh, so last week, I think I took so long. So I want to go straight to the word of God. Hosea chapter 1. If you read, uh, if you are in, in Daniel, that's the next book. So Hosea chapter 1, verse 1, let's read. The word of the Lord that came unto Hosea, the son of Barry, in the days of Isaiah, Jonathan, Haas, and Ezekiah, king of Judah. And in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Hoash, king of Israel, in the beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea, and the Lord say to Hosea, Go. Take unto thee a wife of whoredoms and children of whoredoms, for the land has committed great whoredom, departing from the Lord. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of the blind, with conceive, and bare him a son. Heavenly Father, I come to you in this time of need. I cannot deliver this message, Lord. As a preacher, as a pastor, and I know it's not, I'm not the only one. We come trembling when we open the book of Hosea. For the many things that we find there, hard things to understand, coming from a holy God. But we know, Father, that the Bible is full of symbolisms. And we want to learn this morning what message you have for us, Christians, in the year 2023. Help us to have a humble heart and to realize, Father, that when we are wandering away from you, that we are, sometimes we trust this present world instead of trusting you. And our soul is so prompt to wander, to go away from you, to hide from you. So I come asking you to help me, Father, as I cannot do this by myself. I can't. I hide myself behind Calvary Cross, and I pray that you will, the Holy Spirit will speak through me and that I might be a blessing to your people. Bring conviction and encouragement to us, Father. Keep uh, working on Pastor Matt's health as we, if you allow it, we'll see him next week. 
So in the meantime, be with us, Father, and uh, just use this message for your honor and glory. I pray especially if anybody among us in this place, not safe, still thinking about it or still waiting, that today will be the day that this person will come and surrender to you. Thank you, Father, for the many things you are doing in this place, and we are asking you for more great things from a great God. We love you and we pray all this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Like I mentioned, this is a very hard topic to preach, to teach, as we see, especially in the book of Ezekiel, as, as a Christian, this is one of my favorites as a preacher. The many symbolisms that he showed to the people of Israel and the many things that he do. For example, he opened a hole and that he was commanded by God to take some luggage and go out and in. Go, that's telling that the people of Israel was going to flee when the enemy army was coming to con conquer them. And uh, we still see that judgment is still going on, as you see what's going on in Israel uh, since yesterday. The book of Hosea is like, uh, when we read it, sometimes we read it so fast, and we miss what the Lord has for us. When I read this, uh, this book in my early years, I couldn't understand what the Lord was trying to say. Go and find an unfaithful woman and marry her? What are you talking about, Lord, if the family is the most important thing to you? But as we learn in this history, we are going to see a lady named Gomer. We can try and see how, as a church, we can learn from that. Gomer is some three thoughts on this woman, and uh, I'm not going to explain all of them, but I want to stick that when he married her, she wasn't unfaithful yet, but she was prone to be unfaithful. So we can call she was promiscuous. And this lady had a husband, Hosea, that loved her so much. He was so faithful and still take care of her even when she was fooling around. That's what we can learn. That's how the Lord loves us when we are so unfaithful to him. And uh, Hosea name means salvation. And as we read, if you read with me verse 1 again, the word of the Lord that came unto Hosea, the son of Barry in the days of Josiah, Yotan, Hazaz, and Zezekiah, king of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel. We know that after King David died and Solomon, then we had the 12 tribes split. Ten went away, and two remained, as we call it, the northern tribes of Israel, and then we call the Judah, which was Judah and Benjamin. So Hosea, Hosea was the prophet to bring the word of God to, to Israel. And like now, people didn't have much time for God. And as we can see it, people don't have much time for God. Uh, my brother was invited to a wedding yesterday, family wedding. So he parked like a, so far away, like a, maybe a mile from the venue. And uh, we have Christians that don't come to church because we don't have a private parking spot. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, it's no problem that people can go there and stay until midnight, 1, uh, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., and when I take, or Pastor Matt take long, they, we start complaining. So it's the same thing, it's the same spiritual condition as we can see in this 2023. And uh, the moral condition was bad as we read this book, especially in the chapter four, that people were just acting as a religious people. But in the deep inside, they didn't care about God. In chapter six, we see that even people that were walking by was prone to get killed or, or wounded. And as we can see, we cannot go out during some places because we might get mocked and killed. It's, uh, in the book, chapter seven, we see that everything was corrupted. Everything was corrupted, even um, the priests were corrupted. And then in chapter eight, we see that those uh, bring false idols to, to, to the land. And as we understand, when the 12 tribes split, 10 didn't have the temple, and that they build one temple and bring gods, false gods. So it's the same thing as we see here. Read with me verse 2, the beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea, and the Lord said to Hosea, Go, take unto thee a wife of whoredoms, a children of whoredoms. For the land had committed great whoredom, departing from the Lord. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of the blind, which, is, which conceived and bare him a son. The Lord is basically telling him, I want you to marry this girl, and she's going to be unfaithful to you. Can you imagine that? I love my wife. We are going to be married for 30 years next January. I trust, I trust my wife, as you have no idea. The Lord gave me a good wife. But can you imagine, marry her, she's going to be unfaithful. And sometimes this prophet was like a wild Lord. But as I, tell, I told you, I mentioned the book of Ezekiel, chapter 24, when he told him after the many things that he did, symbolisms, that was going to teach a... God's people a lesson. For example, he can remember which chapter the Lord told him to put a chain around him. <laughs> Lord, why? Because they're going to be taken captive. But in chapter 24, he told him, today, today, I'm taking away the desire of thy eyes. What you love, your wife is going to die. And not only that, I don't want you to cry in front of the people. You are going to stand in front of them not saying anything. That's going to teach them that when they've been taken captive, I'm not going to feel sorry. So as we see, it's hard sometimes to be the man of God because we have to stand and proclaim the word of God. Some people don't like it. Some people just can't take it. And they walk away or they close their, their ears. And... Uh, this is teaching us, brothers and sisters, as a Christians in 2023, that we are so prone to be unfaithful to the Lord. We are so prone to seek help from everywhere, and the last thing we go is to the Lord. It shouldn't be like this. The first thing we got to do is go to the Lord. This is going on, Lord. Please help me. I cannot do this by myself. I cannot bear this by myself. That's why in the book of, go with me to the book of James chapter 4 and leave something on the book of uh, Hosea chapter 1. 
We are so prone to be unfaithful to the Lord, brothers and sisters. We can trust our government, our nation, our military, military power, our bank account, our jobs, our health, our youth. But brothers and sisters, we all need the Lord. In James chapter 4, verse 4, it says, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is empty with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. One of the things that I learned as a Christian is that I cannot follow the world or, or trust them because they hate my Jesus. So the first preacher, the first pastor, the first church that I attend, he was named the man of the chamber of commerce of the year. When that, when I hear that, I'm like, why? Well, he's making business with uh, the town of uh, Morristown? And I couldn't understand. So he was building an empire instead of building a church. He was gaining people to be part of his empire instead of winning souls. It was no conviction, it was no preaching, it was no uh, message of salvation or com com condemnation. It was just, you know, God wants you to be rich and we're gonna show you how to handle your finances. And uh, every service was like, uh, you know, you better give, the more you love the Lord, the more you will give. So the offering time here, I count the time was not even five minutes. Over there was 40 to 50 minutes, bringing guilty to people. So when I learned that and I read this Bible verse, I'm like, I'm not in the right place. You know, we cannot walk with them. We cannot trust them because they don't trust Jesus. So go with me. And it's very hard for me, brothers and sisters, because... When I came to, go to, to Jesus, I learned that they will hate me. And I learned that we Christians, we are supposed to be a big family. You know, they hate us, but it's okay. You know, we have each other. But as I been in this Christian life for almost 20 years, I see churches that really build empire. I'm talking about independent Baptist fundamental churches like us. And I see a split churches because their, their goal is, is, is fame and many things. Now it's very hard for me when it's uh, Thanksgiving time because we used to go to a conference and the church is split. So the pastor that split is making the same conference on the same day as the previous one. So when they invite me to both of them, I'm like, well, where should I go? You know, can we all agree and, and change the dates? We are so pride. And uh, it's, it's many things as a, as a Christians. We tend to, to just focus on ourselves and what we want and not what the Lord wants. And uh, that's the reason we cannot uh, be unfaithful to the Lord. And we are so prone, believe me, I'm the first one here. I'm so prone to be, to be unfaithful to the Lord. And... Uh, I have uh, three children, and uh, I name all of them. In this case, brothers and sisters, is the Lord who's going to name them. And names are so important. And I am so sad that my, I, I don't have a Bible name. And I told Pastor Downs one day, he said, what, what's your name? Jorge. 
And then he's like, okay. I'm like, I'm sorry, it's not a Bible name. And he told me, but you know what Jorge means? I'm like, I know. The one that saw. And you are sowing the word of God, brother. I'm like, oh, praise God, you know. <laughs> praise God. Go with me to go back to Hosea chapter, chapter 4. No, chapter 1. And believe me, brothers and sisters, I, I know the political situation in this nation is, is bad. I know we need godly people. But it boils my blood when a preacher, when a pastor closed his church to follow and pursue a political career. It's so hard for me as a pastor to feed the, the sheep and to try, try, to, to try to tell them that they should be faithful to the Lord. Let alone me be and be the mayor of one town. And, and, and how can I teach them about the Lord? They don't know the Lord. Sheep and uh, how you say cabras and goats. I cannot just leave my church to leave goats. That's the reason that, 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 that when, we, we, when we fall, oh, you know, I want to fix this. We cannot fix it, brothers and sisters. Only the Lord can fix it. But we can fix our families. We can fix our church. We can be faithful to the Lord. We can witness. People can see us. And as we follow Christ, they will follow us. That's the point. To go and, and reach them and teach them that there is a better way to live. What, what my brother uh, witnessed yesterday in every table in the wedding, it was a bottle of tequila. So that's why we go and tell them, you know, the Lord can save you and take away that horrible habit that you have. And, and, and I see that, and the Lord is working. And that's, you guys are the living proof. I'm the living proof that the Lord can work on, on our hearts and make us change things that will hurt us. And, uh, but that, that's, I'm sorry, maybe I'm wrong. But when I came to Jesus, I came to the army, his army. I'm a soldier. And Second Timothy Timothy chapter 2 is uh, Paul telling Timothy that no man that war entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he might please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. I'm a soldier in God's army, brothers and sisters. I'm supposed to be obedient. He's my commander. I'm supposed to do this. I have to do it. The, even that, uh, as Ezekiel or Hosea, I don't understand. Lord, I don't understand. What, 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 I mean, today, my wife is going to die? And then you want me later on to go there and, and, and don't say anything? Brothers and sisters, I put my cat to sleep yesterday. 11 years with me. I put him to sleep. I've been crying all day. I, I mean, I love this cat. He loves me. My wife, she, she's... Maybe for you, a cat is nothing, but for me, it's like my, my own child. And uh, I cannot imagine the Lord saying, don't cry. Just don't say anything. Don't show emotions. I'm very emotional. Can, can you imagine that? You're going to marry an unfaithful woman and wait. I'm going to name those kids for you. Lord, at least give them a beautiful name, please. No? Go with me to Hosea chapter 1, verse 4. And the Lord said unto him, Call his name Israel, for yet a little while, and I will avenge the blood of Israel upon the house of Jehu, 
and I will cause to cease the kingdom of the house of Israel. It shall come to pass on that day that I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Hezreel. Basically, Hezreel means castaway. Or like we say in Spanish, vete para allá. You know, vete para allá. You know, I remember my kids when, when they were little and they wanted to hug me. And they got like all bugs and everything. And then all the milk is kind of like, daddy, like, you know, yes, vete para allá. Let me grab a napping and, you know, that's what it means, Israel, just cast away. I don't want you close to me. Just, just, just be away. That's sad, brothers and sisters. And uh, what, what, can you imagine going to town hall? I want to name my kid Castaway Moran. I, I, I'm sorry, what's his name? Castaway. Are you sure? I remember many years ago, Pastor Matt and I went to visit a family that contact church. They need help, financial help. And uh, we find out that they are like um, Wicca worshipers, that they worship the nature and everything. And the sad thing that they named their girl Envy. Envy. Can you imagine that? Who in the right mind we call, will, will call Envy or or hate your kids, cast away. Lord, are you sure? Yes. Because that's going to be with my people. I'm going to cast them away. They don't want to walk on my path. They don't want to listen to me. They kill the prophets. They despise my word. They trust more their knowledge and resources. And an alliance is going to be cast away. Now, wait, the second one. Verse 6, and she conceived again and bare a daughter, and God said unto him, Call her name Loruhama, for I will not have more, have more mercy upon the house of Israel, but I will utterly take them away. Now, Loruhama means not pity. Not pity. As a parent, sometimes your kids are playing around, jumping and everything. But if you fall, I don't know the English-speaking people do this, if you fall and cry, I'm going to hit you. <laughs> and then they fall. And they, they start crying. You know, I'm not pity. Don't come. Don't cry. I'm not pitying you. Not pity. I'm not feeling sorry for you. That's what the Lord was going to do. Lord, help us. I'm not pitying you. Because on the time of need, now you come to me after COVID, church was full. We all wanted to come back to church. When I used to broadcast uh, from home, people used to connect 30, 40, 60 people. Now when I, we broadcast the service, it's only six, eight. They don't, they don't want the Lord. They don't need him anymore. Danger is away, so they don't need the Lord anymore. And we as a Christians, we are so prone to do that. Lord, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. You know, I got this, I got this, and I got that. You know, I'm very busy. Lord, I got no time for you. Can you imagine when we come to the door, Lord, please help me. I'm not pitying you. I'm not feeling sorry for what you are going through. That's what's going, what's going to happen. And then the, as the year goes by, verse with me, read with me verse 8. Now, when she had winnet, Loruhama, she conceived and bare a son. Then say, God, call his name Loami. For you are not my people, and I will not be your God. That's what it means, Loami. Not my people. Not mine. Take this kid to town hall. I want you to... I want to name this kid. 
What's his name? It's not mine. Wait, I'm sorry. Well, what's his name? It's not mine. It's not mine. Can you imagine, brothers and sisters? That's what the Lord was going to do. Lord, we are your people. No, you are not mine. Even Jesus say, you call me master, but you don't obey me. You call me teacher, but you don't follow what I teach. You call me savior, but you're still entangled in those dangerous things that you used to do. Jezreel, Loruhama, Loami, Castaway, Napiri, not my people. The Lord is love, but his judgment. He brings judgments to our lives. And if you are safe, be grateful when you get chastised. Oh, yes. Be grateful when you are chastised. I was talking with Adrian, and he told me about a, a kid. And I told him, you know what, what's going on? Maybe his parents don't disciple him, don't give him pow pow. <laughs> and then he looked at me and he said, Dad, I don't think that works for everybody. I'm like, la chancla, you know, the sandal <laughs> works for everybody. And then he looked at me and he said, you know, maybe it worked for me, Dad, for not, but not for everybody. Aren't you happy that the Lord used the pow pow to us when we are behaving bad? Amen. You know what that means? that you are his child. Amen. You know what that means? You know why I don't discipline church kids? <laughs> because they are loami for me, not mine. Not mine. I'm happy when the Lord chastises me. And I say, Lord, thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I'm so sorry. I I I'm so prone to wonder, Lord. And if you are honest, you are so prone to wonder as well. Can you imagine, brothers and sisters? Go, go with me to chapter 2. I'm glad that in this altar, many times I had come and I say, Lord, please forgive me of my foolishness. Cleanse me with the blood of your son. As you promised in, in 1 John chapter 2, that if we confess our sins, you are just and faithful to forgive us and to clean us from all sin. Many times, and, and sometimes that's what we need, brothers. Come to the altar. I'm not only talking here. You should have an altar at home. Lord, today I did this foolish thing. Please, please forgive me. Oh, I'm getting cold, Lord. I, I'm loving the things of this world. I'm getting entangled. I'm, I'm, I'm defending these things more than you, Lord. Please, please forgive me. Now, Hosea chapter 2, verse 23, we are talking about his mercy here. And I will saw her unto me in the earth, and I will have mercy upon her that had now obtained mercy. And I will say to them which were not my people, thou art my people, and they shall say, thou art my God. Yesterday I, I uh, contacted church because we, on Friday night, we pray for my God, and I'm sorry, but that's God's creature. I don't know, you might say, oh, that's a foolish thing too. You know, don't let the Lord waste his time with your God's prayer. But I told him, can you, can you pray for my God? I'm going to take him to the bed yesterday, and I'm, I'm concerned. So I told him yesterday, I sent him a message. Thank you for praying. I put my cat to sleep, and uh, I trust my God that he will be with my wife and me and my kids. Because we love this. We love our animals, brothers and sisters. The Lord gave it, gave it to us. The Lord gave them life. And that uh, you might say, oh, that's a foolish thing to do, but I'm sorry if I, that offend you, but that's, 
my God, told them, my God will handle things. Because I'm in my God's hands. He's my God, I'm his child. Praise God. Because if we go by law, by the love of God, I'm guilty, and you are all guilty. You are, don't believe you are guilty. Read uh, Romans chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All of them. Even my mom. Even my mom. That my mom is the most holy thing that I have. You have no idea how I love my mom. But in front of God, she's guilty. She's guilty. We are all guilty. Paul said it. For what I want to do, I don't do it. It's just my flesh that gets in the way. Who can deliver me from this body of death? And we are going to struggle until we pass away, until we are in the presence of God. And uh, many years ago, when I started reading the Bible, July 2004, I come from a Catholic background. That is God, Jesus, Mary, and the saints. So they are the advocates. I couldn't come to God or Jesus straight. I need them. And then I used to go to YouTube and I'm like, uh, so I've been lying all this time? And I hate to be lying. I don't know about you. And I Google on YouTube, Christians versus Catholics. I'm like, you know, I think that's a good topic, right? So it was a show, I don't remember in which country, they had the priest and the pastor and the host. And then he said, okay, so who wanna speak first? And then a debate. And then uh, the priest said, me. You know, we don't worship them, you know. We know it's God, but you know, we need them. You know, we need them. And then the pastor just wasn't saying anything. And then when it was, it was his time to say something, he said, listen, let's put it this way. I support my family. I work for my family. I'm not in the ministry full time. I work every day from nine to five. And I bring food to, food to the table. I will be heartbroken if my wife and my kids put a picture of the neighbor and go every night and say, thank you for the food. Thank you for shelter. Thank you for everything you are doing. I will be like, wait, <laughs> that's not, that's not the one is me. That's how God it is. He's jealous. And that's the reason the second commandment is do not make any grave image from heaven, earth, or under earth. Don't, don't do it. Because I'm a jealous God. And that's true. Now Gomer, she was receiving gifts and she was getting support by, by Hosea. And she was giving away everything. Brothers and sisters, sometimes we give our talents Amen. to this present world. And we give everything we have to them, the best. And to the Lord, oh, you know, if I have time. You know, if I can do it. Uh, I don't know, why don't somebody else do it? We are so prone to wonder. Read with me Hosea chapter 2, verse 5. For their mother had played the harlot, she had conceived the heart down shamefully, for she said, I will, go, I, I will go after my lovers, that give me my bread and my water, my wool and my flax, my oil and my drink. Basically, she wasn't appreciated for what Hosea was doing. 
And not only she went to one lover, she went to another one, and another one, and another one. And ladies, please, guard your reputation. Because men just want one thing. I'm, I'm sorry to say it. You should seek a man that loves God. Because if he loves God, he will love you and respect you. Because men, we are like a dirty dogs, believe me. We are. We have this flesh. So guard your reputation. The first lover that she went through, it was okay. You know, treat her good. The second one, uh, you know. The third one. We don't know how many. But it was a time that she was in need. Hosea saw it. And I imagine this scene. He loved her. And when he saw as a pastor, and I gave her marriage counseling, or sometimes I give just counseling, how many, how many times in this time that I've been pastoring, they come, a man, and say, can I talk to you? My wife ran away. My wife is in need. Should I, should I contact her and give her some money? What advice will you give? I say yes. If you are able, go ahead. Because that's what Hosea did. That's what he did. I imagine hiding in the corner, waiting for the man that was living with his wife. Do you know Gomer? Why? Just tell me. Yes, but she's my wife. What do you want? Don't worry about it. I know she's with you. You didn't force her. I know you guys, you guys are going through a hard time. Listen, take this money. Please make sure she's okay. That's love. Aren't you glad, brothers and sisters, when we wander away from the Lord, he still take care of us? He still feed us? He still had mercy on us, brothers and sisters? How many times I had come and said, Lord, please forgive me. Please forgive me because I've been wasting what you gave me in something else. Please, Father, forgive me. And that went, went for a while until that lady ended up living with a man that used her and threw her away. That's what Satan do. He uses us and throws us away. Don't care what condition. He just uses us and throws away. And she was going to be sold in the slave market. Can you imagine that, brothers and sisters? Jose, heartbroken, coming to the Lord, Lord, you know, she's, she's having such a hard time. She's going to be sold in the slave market, Lord. And the Lord asked him, do you love her? I do, Lord. Even that she's been unfaithful, I do. Are you willing to take her back? I do. Went by her. Go with me to Hosea chapter 3. Brothers and sisters, it's things that as a pastors, we will take it to the grave, but Pastor Matt say. How many times I've been giving marriage counseling? And the men say, I cannot forgive her, Pastor. I cannot forgive her. What can you say? 
What advice will you give? We see God's mercy here. As a preacher, we always say, as the Lord forgive you, we should forgive. It will take time, but the Lord is able. Satan will say no. Break this marriage. And uh, I know my parents weren't divorced, but my father was in this country, and my ma mom was there for many years. That it still like I was divorced. The first thing that came to my mind was maybe it's because I'm so misbehaved. Maybe because I don't do good in school. Maybe because I don't play soccer in the team that my father put me. Maybe it's my fault. Maybe because my sister and my brother is better looking than me, that my dad went away. As a small child, you take the responsibility, right? I don't know if, I don't know your story, but that's how I felt. My parents weren't divorced, but it feel like. So when I came to this country, when I was 17 years old, I barely knew my dad. I barely knew him. They weren't divorced, but they weren't together. Can you imagine these kids, Dad, why mom is not with us? Can you imagine this man, the man of God? Can you do that? Go to the slave market and buy her back? Will you do that? As a Mexican, we have all this ranchera music, like a country music that talk about, I don't want you, I want you to die, and I will die in the, in the salon, and then if I see the lover, I'm going to give him five shots and then people get drunk with that and then they used to think rock music is devil's music that's just you should hear those i mean corridos they call it and uh because they are heartbroken they are, they, they, their pride is hard they, they are like a living shameful situation but this is how the love the lord loves us brothers and sisters that when we were in the slave market he sent his son to pay for our freedom. Hosea chapter 3, verse 1. Then say the Lord unto me, Go ye, love a woman, beloved of her friend, yet an adulteress, according to the love of the Lord toward the children of Israel, who looked to other gods and long flagons of wine. So I brought her to me for 15 pieces of silver, and for a homer of barley, and a half homer of barley. He went to the marketplace. And I love that in the South how they do this uh, buying when they sell things. Who will give for uh, this Mexican? Let's start the bidding for five dollars. You know he can cook uh, scrambled eggs and then he can do this. And I'm like, okay, somebody will say five dollars, uh, five fifty. You know he's fifty-three years old, but you know he's still like a, another good 20, 20 years of uh, you know hard labor. Okay, I'll give six dollars. And then you see Hosea saying, I'll give $7. And then the other one, hey, nobody wants to lose, right? I will give $8.50. You know, I know he's diabetic and uh, he's prone to get a knee surgery, but he's still, you know, he still can do things. $10. And can you imagine Gomer, the shame? With her future, who's going to buy me? How they are going to treat me? 
Can you imagine her? Sometimes we are like that, brothers and sisters. We feel that we are useless. When we wander away so far from the Lord, we think we are useless. But let me tell you, you are not useless, brothers and sisters. The God sent his son to pay a price for you. And when he paid this price and, uh, and buy her, that's the same amount that Judas Iscariot got paid when he sold Jesus Christ. 30 pieces of silver. You and I were in the slave market, brothers and sisters. I was on my way to hell. I didn't know that my religion couldn't save me. I didn't know that my good deeds couldn't save me. God sent his son, his only begotten son, for you and I to pay our price of our freedom. Last week I witnessed to two kids and I showed them a chick track. How Satan has everybody on a rope and he's taking them to hell. And how in this track God is telling his own go. And Jesus came and was born in, uh, as a baby in a manger and then came to Satan when he's grabbing all these people and, and saying, his life for my life. Satan said, okay. Jesus went to Calvary Cross. Satan thought he won. Third day, our Lord Jesus Christ resurrected. So now he's coming to these people and he's telling one kid, look at Calvary Cross. I pay for your freedom. It's been paid for. So this little girl bow on their knees and accept the gift of salvation. And then an angel comes and cut the rope and she's free. Because the truth, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. But Satan still got these people. So he comes to another kid and the kid take the gift of salvation. That's what Jesus Christ did. He, he paid for our salvation for the son of man came to seek and to save those that were lost. I was lost. You were lost. And if you are not saved, you're still lost. You're still under the snare of Satan. Praise God that Christmas is coming. I love Christmas season. All these beautiful hymns, all the message of salvation. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 9. You will go back like a two or three books. Isaiah chapter 9 is a beautiful Spanish hymn that talks about this. You and I were living in darkness, following what Satan was telling us to do. My dad was a drunkard. I thought that's the right way. Sometimes I tell my wife just to make her upset, because I don't know, as you grow up watching the three stooches, that's how you call it? In Mexico, we have all this uh, narco culture. You know, everybody has cowboy hats and uh, had many wives and many kids, and sometimes I tell my wife, you know, I feel like watching one of those movies. She's like, why? It's a special channel in, in, in the Mexican uh, channels that is called ultra macho. Not only macho, ultra macho, like a very macho. And I'm like, you know, I want to watch ultra macho. She's like, why? You, you don't need to watch it. And I watch it. And I saw in those movies, the Mexican culture, 1970s and 80s, that the they finish their, their job at the factory and they go straight to the salon, or we call it cantina. And from there, they spend all night long and just go home early in the morning, don't talk to me, 
And mom say, you know, kids, don't say anything. Daddy's sleeping. And then dad gets drunk again and bring the mariachi man and everybody's dancing. That's not, that's not what happened, brothers and sisters. Because when my dad used to bring his friends, it was not dancing. It was shame. And I was scared. Because all of them packed guns. All of them. Because they are ultra what? Ultra machos. And my dad, when he was drunk, he just get... And we used to be scared, Dad, you know, what are you doing? That's the culture. That's what Satan used to tell my dad. That's the way to live. So when I came to this country, I found that the Budweiser can was 25 cents. You're not going to grab one, you know? Anyway, I got, I got to get drunk because that's the way it's supposed to be, right? And I'm going to have many wives. Good thing I'm not good looking, right? I couldn't achieve that. And I'm going to have a lot of kids, like, like, like those machos. But that, that's not what God wants from us. You know? That's the culture. And darkness everywhere. And uh, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. The people that walk in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shine. The light shine. On me, July 2004, when I knew I was lost on my way to hell, but I saw Calvary Cross and I saw that Jesus Christ paid for my sins. I believe back then that he was the only one that could save me. And I told these kids last week, who's on Calvary Cross? Jesus. Don't let anybody else tell you something else can save you. He went and paid a ransom for you. As we read in Mark chapter 10, verse 45, he paid a ransom for you and I, his own life, shed his blood. He came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many, for many brothers and sisters. Are you in uh, Hosea chapter 3 again? No, go with me to First Peter chapter 1. I promise you we are going home early. I, my brother complained to me, oh, you took so long, but you weren't even here. So, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I don't know how he find out I took so long, but <laughs> it's all right. Between brothers, we can, you know. <laughs> First Peter chapter 1, verse 18. This is Peter talking, the one that denied Jesus. Praise God that he forgives us when we deny him. First Peter chapter 1, verse 18. 18, for as much as ye know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversations received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as a land of God, without blemish and without spot. Brothers and sisters, it breaks my heart when we witness to somebody and they say, you know, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I remember in this church, like two years ago, a Muslim man used to come. Remember, he used to hang around with Pastor Madalat. He received the gift of salvation. And he stopped coming to church. The pressure from his family was so high. It's like, a, you know, I don't want to upset them. You know, when I came to Christ, I didn't care about my family if they were to get upset. 
because I knew that my name was written in the book of life. And I want them to surrender to Jesus. That way their names will be written in the book of life. And I told my mom, mom, you are not going to heaven. Who, tell, who, who says that? Jesus. I cannot quote it in English because I know by in Spanish in Job chapter 3. He that believed in the Son had life, but he that refused to believe in the Son of God has no life, but the wrath of God is upon him for not believing. And I told my mom, I, she said, oh, I believe in Jesus. No, man, you believe in Mary. Judas is in, in, in Judas Tadeo, El Señor de Esquipulas, and I named all of them that my mom worshipped. When we bought the house, she bought some uh, pictures of saints with a prayer. I'm like, man, what? Just, just take it away. No, 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 this will stop anybody that will want to come and, and, and rob the house. Like, they don't care. Who, who was this man? I don't know, but he's powerful and he will protect us. Mom, mom, you have to trust in Jesus Christ. He will protect us. He will protect us. He will al allow us to go through trials, sometimes to test our faith. But, mom, please, think what I'm saying. Because I don't have any church that you might say, oh, you want me to take, I, I'm not going to any church. I want you to be safe. And my mom, praise God, she got safe. Because she was, she understands that she was bowed with a price. But this is what breaks my heart. The Lord will save us, not only from hell, from ourselves. Sometimes we are our own worst enemy. I hate alcohol. I have to confess that I hate alcohol. I despise alcohol. I cannot stand people that are drinking. But I used to love smoke. Mental cigarettes. That was my... my weakness but if I go to places that there is smoking this flesh will remember and sometimes I tell the Spanish church yes stay away from places that will make you fall sometimes I'm walking by and somebody's smoking and I'm like, a, I'm like hey wait 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 flesh flesh we don't do this anymore we don't, I, believe, I, I used to smoke just one cigarette a day. That's it. It took me so long to quit. I quit before I was a Christian. And I quit because one night, before I used to go to sleep, I used to smoke one. And I'm like, oh, where are the matches? Sorry, right. I go to the estufa, I stuff. wasn't working. Like, oh, my son. It was snowing. In the corner is a bodega, like a convenience store. But that's too much for me to go there just to smoke. Three minutes after I was there, <laughs> buying cigarettes, because I just needed the matches. And when I went inside my house, I'm like, you know, you know, this is bad. It's controlling me, you know? And I decided to quit little by little, and I did, praise God. So when I came to Jesus, I'm not going to tell you the sins that he stopped me from doing, but it was him. Amen. But sometimes I'm walking with my dog and somebody's smoking, and I'm like, oh, that's my flesh. <laughs> and if you are not careful, brothers and sisters, 
you will be weak because the, the spirit is willing, but the, weak, the, the flesh is weak. You will fall, and all of a sudden you will be in a hole again like a Lord. <laughs> the Lord will save us from all of that. That's the reason Jesus will enter on the week that he was going to be crucified. He cried when he saw the city. And the people were doing their religious duties, bringing the lamb, and they were just acting like in the time of Hosea, just pretending to be good uh, and religious men. And he cried, go with me to Luke chapter 19. And that, this is what I tell the Spanish church. The culture, the narco culture, is being impregnated more than before. Everybody wants to be El Chapo Guzman. Everybody wants to be famous and with money and all that. There is this lady that is a, a reporter that she is under federal protection in USA, that she wrote two books already, or three books about the, the, the narco things, how it's involved in politics and the, in the soap operas with the oldest actress in Mexico. And they are so mad because she's telling what they are doing behind everybody's back. And that because it's been so bad, and I tell the Spanish church, the Lord wants to save you, not only from hell, but from yourself, to be attracted to these things that will make you, your life, miserable. That's the reason Jesus cried, Jesus cried when he was entering into the Jerusalem that week before he was going to be crucified, because he knew what was coming 70 years after. They reject the Savior. They reject the message. They trust the religion. They trust their good deeds. But Jesus knew that what was coming to them was horrible. Luke chapter 19, verse 41. And when he was come near, he beheld the city and went over it, saying, If thou hast known, even thou, at least in this day, in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thy eyes. The Lord wants us to believe in peace, brothers and sisters. Since I came to Jesus, I'm in peace with myself. I forgive myself for many things that I did. Satan comes once in a while. Do you remember those things? I do. Don't you feel sorry? Very sorry. Couldn't be a safe person. The gross sin. And I'm like, you know, true. But the blood of my Lord Jesus Christ cleansed me from all sin. So gave behind me Satan. Because I trust Jesus most, more than I trust you. I don't trust you anymore. I don't follow you. You're not going to let me fall. If I fall, it's this flesh. I cannot blame that Satan. I cannot blame him. He's me. He's me. In the Pentecostal church that I used to go, oh, you know, Satan, make me crash my car. It wasn't Satan, it was you, brother. You know, and sometimes Satan is like, it wasn't me. You know, he's busy. He's not making you fall. It's our flesh. If you only know, brothers and sisters, what is for our peace, to be in peace, to live in peace, to go to bed in peace. People might hate us because we follow Christ, but we, are, we have peace. We don't hate them. We feel sorry that they don't know what's for their peace. I love the hymns. One of the most beautiful hymns that we sing is Saved by the Blood of the Crucified One. Glory and safe. I'm saved for the blood of the one that was crucified. 
we preach Christ. Because he came to pay a price that we couldn't pay. Look, look around. Different cultures here. Different backgrounds. We have nothing in common. Language and Jesus. And that's him. Hosea, I don't know if this lady ever repent. I don't know if his family ever went back to normal. I don't know if after he bowed her, she went away again. But what I know is about me. When he bowed me, did I went away? Did I let sin damage me and hurt me and scar me? Or when I came to Jesus, I stay faithful and I, I know that my flesh is weak. I know that my flesh is weak. So I have to surrender to my Lord and say, Lord, I am here. I'm not perfect. I'm so far to be perfect. But I need you. You are my Savior. You are my Lord. And you are my God. Can we stand for prayer? I don't know if, uh, if you've been unfaithful. That's not my business. It's between you and the Lord. I don't know if we are far away from where God wants you. All I know is that he's willing to forgive you. How I know that? Because he has forgiven me many times. Many times. He's willing. We have to be humble and say, Lord, I understand. I'm so far away from you. I'm so far away from where you want me to be. But I want to come back to you. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if uh, maybe Sister Crystal can help us to play the invitation. I don't know what's the situation with you, but maybe you know somebody that is so far away and you want to bring that name to the throne of God and say, Lord, please help this person. As Sister Crystal